The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome, everybody, to NASCAR America Home Edition. Uh, this is a special edition because we have some breaking news. We've all been waiting for news where we got some. And uh, what do we have, Nate? Well, we've got Matt Kenseth returning to the Cup Series in the number 42 Chevrolet with Chip Ganassi Racing. He will be replacing Kyle Larson. Of course, lost his ride a few weeks ago. Big shocker here for me, guys. I don't know how you feel about it, but Matt Kenseth hasn't driven in NASCAR since the 2018 season finale. He missed all of last season. I don't think he was on anybody's radar in terms of possible candidates for this ride, but he's back. Uh, well, listen, I'll jump right in, Jeff. I know you're friends with Matt, so I'll get your opinion in a second. But I'm going to jump in and say bravo, Chip Ganassi Racing. I text my good friend, Doug Ducart, who's basically in charge of the competition over there. This is a huge gift for Chip Ganassi. I don't care that he's 48 years old. This is a guy that, you know, Hall of Fame material, 39 wins, over 600 starts, 665 starts. He's a champion. He's a race winner. And he went out competitive. You know, we didn't see a tail off again of his career. He went out winning races. Uh, he won a couple, you know, won a race in 2017. So, bravo, Chip Ganassi Racing. I, much like you, Nate, I'd love to say, oh, I knew this was coming. I thought Matt Kenseth. I had a list of names. Silly me. I didn't put Matt Kenseth on the list. So, bravo, Chip Ganassi Racing, for reaching out and getting a champion like Matt Kenseth. You know, I have to admit, uh, I had a conversation, believe it or not, this morning, and I put him on the list of people. And, and part of the reason why was because, you know, the speculation has been Ross Chastain, right? That's been the constant speculation. He was at Chip Ganassi racing. Uh, did a really good job there. Their sponsorship deal fell apart. He did not get his Xfinity ride there. And so it seemed like a natural fit. The problem with that is that he's joined college racing and he is racing in the Xfinity series. And coming into this year, many of us picked him to be the favorite for the Xfinity series championship. So uh, although you have Cup and, and Xfinity is at a different level, the commitment that you make to, to your car owner, to your sponsors, and all those things, they matter. So if you're going to run a full Cup Series competing for points there, you can't in Xfinity. You can't do both. So I, I, I just felt like that was going to get complicated for Ross. You know, it turned – I don't know that that was the deciding factor, but it, I'm sure it played a role. But I, I agree with Steve. I, I think that uh, you couldn't have gotten – a better pick. Matt Kenseth is solid. He is going to go be competitive. He wouldn't be doing this. I know Matt really well. I can promise you he wouldn't be doing this if he didn't think he could go be competitive and if he didn't 100% want it. Matt's not a halfway guy. He's either all the way in or, or not at all. So I think it's a great get. I, I think Chip Ganassi uh, did a great job in going out and get a veteran guy, uh, somebody they can build around. And, you know, they're probably looking for the next young guy, right? So, so, so Matt can come in, help continue building that team, doing the things they need to do. I just think it was a really, really good decision. So, Jeff, you made I, me think about some timing, right? So, Nate, this is what I look at. Chip Ganassi probably was looking for the next young guy, but Kyle Larson was a long-term plan. I know he was in a contract year, but you got to assume that Chip Ganassi was going to make a run at re-signing Kyle Larson. What I mean by that is – 
this is a decision that had to be made in an awkward time in the country with the virus having everything shut down. It's not business as normal, business as usual. It's a decision that had to be made sooner, I think, rather than later for the business reasons of giving McDonald's and the other big name sponsors they have at Chip Ganassi, who has said publicly they're sticking with Ganassi, a great spokesman in Matt Kenseth. I don't expect this to be a long-term venture, one year, two years, who knows? I don't think that matters. What this is is it buys CGR some time to decide who the next person is. And actually, I'll say why they're buying time, building a better organization. I've said this time and time again, and Jeff will back me up on this. Matt Kenseth is a franchise driver. Now, I don't know if he is this late in his career, but Toyota, Joe Gibbs Racing, Kyle Busch, they won championships because the equipment Matt Kenseth helped build when he went to Joe Gibbs Racing. Originally, I think he commended Chip Ganassi and give them a good evaluation of where their equipment is. Even if he is you know, running up front or not, I think he's the type that will point the finger where the team needs to be improved. That can be valuable for a company. Well, a, a couple of things here, Stevie, that leap out from what you just said. I think it is a win-win in a sense here because Kenseth, if he does just come back for the end of this year, I think he might get the chance to go out on his own terms the way he didn't get to go out on his own terms in 2017, his final season with Joe Gibbs Racing. We all know that you know, he looked at other rides. I know that, that Hendrick looked at him as a possibility for 2018. It didn't work out. That didn't end the way he wanted, which is why Matt Kenseth came back in 2018 for the second half of the season with Roush Fenway Racing. It didn't go horribly, and he improved that number six car, but he certainly didn't go out the way he wanted to as a winner, as a championship contender then. So I think if he comes back now and gets the chance to maybe win a race or two with Chip Ganassi Racing, he'll turn around this team, contend for some wins. It's good for them. But I think you're right. It's good for Ganassi as well because there are a lot of free agents still on the market. And now Ganassi essentially buys himself some time to in the next several months, he can look around and, and maybe find somebody else to go into that 42 after 2020. And maybe you can do it more publicly, Jeff, right? I mean, with Kenza there, if Kenza says, listen, I'm just going to drive to the end of the year, then he can publicly come out and approach some of those guys. Exactly right. He didn't make a commitment to someone else, right, that another driver would say, oh, well, Chip's already made up his mind. I'm out of this deal. He can continue his negotiations with whomever he was already negotiating with <laughs> for the future. So, so I, I, all that adds up and makes a lot of sense. The other thing is Matt Kenseth, and Kurt Busch, they used to be teammates. They work together well. They know each other. Uh, that's not going to be a transition period. They're going to be able to immediately have conversation, immediately uh, be moving to make the team better. I, I told you guys the other day, when I picked in, my, in the draft that we did, the draft for, for building our teams, I took Kevin Harvick. And one of the reasons I did is because of what happens when the door shuts. And what happens, what is the, the driver, what role does he play when the door is shut, other than just being in the race car? And Matt Kenseth is a guy that when the door shuts, he's going to be 100% committed. He's going to be trying to move the ball to make the team better. And that's a huge part of being a race car driver. You have to be a leader. You have to be part of the solution when things aren't going well. I'm not saying you have to be in there working on the race car, but you have to be given the information, given the time, given the effort. And if you do those things, the people around you, they get motivated by it. And, and listen, Kyle Larson, you know, Chip Ganassi didn't want to lose Kyle Larson. All that happened, and Chip didn't want that to happen. I'm sure the team didn't want it to happen either because he's a talented race car driver. But when all that went down, to be able to bring in a Matt Kenseth, that's a, that's a huge move. That's a really good move. The question is, right, the, the obvious question is, can a 48-year-old that's not been in the race car for a while, can he perform? Can he do the things that are necessary to perform? I believe that he has the skill, he has the ability, 
And if you have the desire, I think you can certainly perform at 48 years old. So the only thing I will say, while I'd love to paint a all rosy picture, I do have some concerns. One of my concerns is the style of racing we see at the one and a half and two mile track is a style of racing that Matt Kenseth has never been a part of. Does he have the skill? He does. Does he have the experience in that type of racing? He does not. And we have seen some big veterans. You mentioned Kevin Hart, uh, Jimmy Johnson. We have seen some big names, some veteran names that have, are used to winning at those bigger tracks. It's taken time to figure out what this new plate style drafting, you know, low down or low horsepower setting has done. One advantage it might be is in a condensed schedule, he may be in the car even more often. You know, instead of a race in a week and a race in yeah. a week, if, if NASCAR is able to somehow uh, get this schedule condensed, which we're hoping to hear, you know, in the near future days or weeks to find out what this looks like. We are hearing doubleheader weekends. We're hearing all these rumors. I don't know what is true, but I think we all know if you're going to get 36 weeks and less calendar, they have to be closer together, whether on the same weekend or a midweek race or whatever it may be. Matt Kenseth is going to be in a race car very often, day in and day out. I think that will help with the learning curve. Plus, I think Matt knows there's a learning curve. He's never been one to shy away from the truth. I think he can go out, study, talk to friends and teammates, figure it out, go to the short track, the one-mile program, Back to lower downforce. I think that suits his driving style in general. It comes down yeah. to tire grip and feeling. So I think he'll be right up to speed on the shorter tracks. On the bigger tracks, even as good as he is, I still think there will be a learning There's a lot of talk about the fact that this schedule, which I think we could hear about in the, in the coming days, that NASCAR will finally have that official revision, it will be driving distance for a lot of these races. And one of the things we heard Matt Kenseth say two years ago when he was racing in Cup was that he didn't want to keep racing with the grueling schedule of travel with his four young daughters at home. So if there's a schedule here that the teams are talking about, NASCAR are talking about, where it looks like there'll be less travel, that could be appealing to a Matt Kenseth. I have the same questions that you do, Stevie, about lower horsepower, high downforce. He hasn't raced that package yet. And obviously, there was a, a lot of adaptation to that last year. And I think, Jeff, that'll be an interesting thing to watch here. Yeah, and, and as far as his daughters and his family, you know, with, with this virus, uh, the schools in North Carolina have been canceled through the end of the year. And, and so even if it, picks back, if it picks back up as scheduled, that buys him a tremendous amount of time that, his, you know, his kids aren't in school. And he does, they don't have to do the things that are required when you're in school. And that, that matters a lot to Matt. So a lot of that burden has been taken away. Uh, conditioning won't be a problem. Matt Kenseth is in unbelievably shape, unbelievably good shape. Uh, he runs all the time. He's a cyclist. Uh, his fitness won't be a problem. Now, there's a difference in race shape, right? You've got to get in race condition, the heat and all those kind of things, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. The, the other thing we can't ignore, guys, and, and big news yesterday was Ryan Newman. You know, Ryan Newman came out, and, and in a matter of a few hours, we have big driver news, right? Ryan Newman came out and said, I'm coming back. When NASCAR starts again, I'm going to be driving that six car. And I, that is from where we were in the middle of February, and we were all sitting there watching that go down to where we were then to having him come out and say, I'm going to be driving that car when NASCAR comes back. That's great news uh, for him personally and for the sport. But to me, uh, amazing that what we were watching on that Sunday afternoon and all the fears that we had to now him coming out saying, I'm going to be driving that race car, that's a, that's a long way away from one to the other. Yeah, and he talked about that, Jeff, yesterday in the interview about how really a testament, obviously, to not just the Newman bar that was put in his car as a safety advancement, but as he said, the Petty bar, the Earnhardt bar, all the things that have been done to these cars to make them so much safer. 
that he could survive the impact that he took at Daytona. It feels like years ago that that happened, but it is great news that he'll be back and, and racing again. And I, I think apropos, Stevie, I mean, Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman are, are buddies. And uh, it'll be kind of cool to have both of them back and have a little bit of a, a throwback feel to uh, whenever NASCAR returns to tra- uh, the track in the real world. Yeah, I mean, the Ryan Newman news was outstanding. I think this whole uh, – I think, you know, listen, the virus has changed the world for everyone and, and overshadowed what has gone on in the sports world. Um, not being at the racetrack, I think we forgot that Ryan Newman was out of the car, right? We haven't seen lineups without him. Um, but let's not forget that, like Jeff said, that Sunday with the closing laps of the Daytona 500 reminded us all – Something that I personally, I can't speak to everyone else, need to be reminded of at times. I'm thankful it turned out this way, but I need to be reminded that this is far from safe. You know, you become, I guess, a little bit conditioned. You know, for my entire life, I strapped one of my good friends, whether it was Jeff Gordon or Dale Jr. or whoever the driver may be, into a car, make adjustments to it, and send them out to go 200 miles an hour as that's business as usual. You know, you have to be somewhat conditioned, awkwardly conditioned, to get past the fear of the danger to even work on that. I've never strapped behind the wheel. I can't speak to what Jeff did as a race car driver. It's crazy. But even as a crew chief, to become emotionally attached to these guys and to lose that emotion to go out and look at the nuts and bolts of it, to make a race car go fast, takes time. We all need the reminder that these race cars are can be dangerous. These races are dangerous. But great news that Ryan Newman's going to be back in the car. Yeah, it is really good news. Good news for him and for the sport. I want to thank everybody for joining us today on NASCAR America Home Edition. Uh, we got breaking news. So we jumped right in. And if we have any more breaking news, we'll do the same. We'll be jumping in and providing all the information we can. We're all ready to get back to the racetrack and see some race cars. But in the meantime, things like this remind us, and, and uh, reassuringly enough, that racing's coming. It is coming in the future, and I uh, can't wait to see it on the racetrack. Thank you guys for joining us. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.